where would I want to learn at a desk for six hours or right. in a Starbucks would be best. Yeah. <laughs> Been teaching over 20 years. Who would have thought changing the space, the environment, could have such a profound effect on behavior? Funny to watch them come in for the first time. They're all, whoa. Well, because you think you walked into a, the wrong room. <laughs> So if you are not driving right now, or even walking for that matter, if you're in a safe place, I want you to close your eyes and picture a classroom. What comes to mind? Do you see rows of desks, maybe a chalkboard or a whiteboard at the front of the classroom? You might even see a teacher at the front, perhaps giving a lesson, as all students take notes, maybe? This is kind of the classroom many of us experienced growing up. A design, perhaps, that values the fact that the teacher is the imparter of knowledge, and the students must sit, be still, compliant, and receive that knowledge. Well, many of you have heard of the movement towards flexible seating, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to CNUSD EdChat, a podcast for educators and families. In this episode, we will hear parts of a live chat with Christine Richens, a teacher at Corona Ranch Elementary School in Corona, California. Now, after hearing Ms. Richens describe her classroom at an EdCamp breakout session and reading about her classroom in the local press enterprise, a newspaper in our city, Anne-Marie and Kate asked for an opportunity to tour her classroom, and I am excited to hear about their experience. Hey, Kate. Hi, Anne-Marie. Hello. Hello. I've read a lot about flexible seating, and I've seen several classrooms, but what exactly does flexible seating look like in Christine's classroom? Well, I think there are different ideas and definitions of flexible seating, but Christine's class is more than just flexible seating. In fact, we were trying to coin a new term for her type of classroom. Well, I almost think like this should be called something else and not flexible seating. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, feel I like don't have the wiggly chairs. I don't have the balls because the balls would have driven me crazy. Things around. I don't. They move. Okay. They go wherever they so, want, yeah, whenever okay. they want. You're it now hearing Christine Richens with Kate and Anne-Marie in her classroom. They find their place. Well, I think flexible seating, though, in a lot of ways, or at least the classrooms that I've seen, they still look like a classroom, though. The furniture is different. The difference. You can turn around mm-hmm. in it. It's That's more, the um, difference. It lends itself well to collaboration yes. and things mm-hmm. like that. But That's this is like, term. you have to think of a new we need term. To, I was just going to say, we need to coin an, yes, and think about it. This is the coffee house classroom. Yes, like something like that's push, it's beyond the flexible. It is. And, is and, and it's like Kayla's man. name for it, the 21st uh, century classroom is like a Starbucks. You know, I knew I wouldn't want to use hers, but right. she's, this is, that's what I was going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you have, know? We have to think about something think about because it, I feel like you took it a step further. So this is an innovation beyond, it, it, to me, It plays seating. on more senses than just your touch. Exactly. You know, there's a lot more senses. The smells you smell, you, the things you see now, not just your body. Yeah, your taste. And that's, like the heart, it's like the whole piece. So I wonder right. what, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely feel like you've taken flexible seating up. And school is where the heart is now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and a lot of kids need that. They this is their safe place. Oh, totally. You know? They want to be here even after school. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. how I know. I'm like, go home. Let's <laughs> go home. Well, I have you know after school. No, go home. Wow. So I always thought flexible seating was really just about movable furniture in your classroom, but Christine mentions flexible seating is allowing students to sit wherever they learn best, and I like that. And I was always thinking that flexible seating simply meant that um, you're being flexible in your options as far as like what you're providing the kids. So I think you're both correct. Flexible seating can include stools and couches and different seating options, 
and it also includes the students being able to choose where they learn best. But Christine's classroom takes flexible seating to a whole other level. You've never seen anything like it, and it truly is reminiscent of a coffee house. Is it all working out like she hoped? I mean, like, has there been any problems or anything? Well, in fact, we wondered if the novelty of flexible seating had worn off. I've been teaching over 20 years, mm -hmm. and who would have thought that just changing the space, the environment, could have such a profound effect on behavior? Three months in, not one behavior problem. Not one phone call, not one detention, nothing. I have some serious issues, you know, prior to coming into my class that I was worried about and not nothing. Is that the norm? What, what grade level oh, do you teach? What, fifth. Fifth grade. Yeah, Is no. that the norm in the beginning, the honeymoon no, stage? No, absolutely. No, oh, and that's okay. what I thought. Uh -huh. Yeah, my honeymoon stage, I really thought, okay, well, this is going to change. This is going to change. And the kids did tell me they just feel like they're in a warm. I mean, they even use the words warm. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have a living room like this. This makes me feel happy. And mm -hmm. they like to go on the couches. And, and if, if they're not feeling good, I literally will treat them like a child, you know, <laughs> uh, like a baby. Uh -huh. Lay down, put your feet up. I'll get you some tea. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, we always clear the tea with the parents because the parents send stuff in. Okay. Too. And, and if you don't feel better, then you can go to the office. They never ask to go to the restroom. You know, going to the restroom is a break from school. Right. They don't ask to go to the restroom. They never go home because they're feeling sick. Um, I can tell the difference because I, I kind of prided myself on being somewhere they wanted to be. Like, well, right. we tried to be positive and have some yeah. fun. And, but this was this had nothing to do with me. Right. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. This was the environment. And the lighting really plays a huge I part. Think. It's soft. And when we do do science and things that do require, you know, we dissected owl pellets. Oh, I had yes. to flip the lights on because I wanted them to see everything. Right, yes. But um, until winter, you know, it was that sun came beaming right through mm -hmm. and it was just enough. But right now, uh, yeah, I've got to open up the curtains a little more and okay. put a little, add a little more lighting so it'll be lighter. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about the lighting design sure. you have in here and how you came up with it? Because these well, lights around the ceiling that are hanging. Yeah. Yes, cafe lights. Only, yeah, cafe lights. Cafe. They look so stylish, yet they provide this Costco lighting. Really? And, there's, and there's only yeah. two strands. You know what? I got these for home, believe it or not, and I just never put them up in my backyard. Okay. So it seems to be an entire sensory experience in this classroom. I wish you could all smell uh, her classroom via this podcast. The air freshener in her room smelled like my fondest memories. You know, that's that's not usually what I expect an uh, elementary school classroom to smell like. <laughs> so um, I saw the Facebook Live video, and her room is beautiful. Um, but teachers don't always have that kind of money to transform our rooms. So can we walk over Absolutely. to this um, sofa space? So this is a little nook that has, like, a love seat and an arm, a leather armchair mm -hmm. with a little coffee table and lights right over the armchair. So the nice zebra rug. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. all the rugs. Yes. Believe it or not, at the end of summer, college students go back home. Right. And they have to get rid of their rugs they got. So I'm, I got these for like 10 bucks, 15 bucks. This one was only $20. What? Wait, online somewhere? Marketplace. Everything. Marketplace. Most of what I got was on Facebook Marketplace. I live okay. in your Belinda. Okay. So I made sure it was close to me. You know, right. And just pe I went to Cal State Fullerton. You got that's Cal State Fullerton That's right where there. they were. They were giving me everything. It was amazing. These okay. kids just needed to leave, but they had to get rid of their stuff. That's true. Too. So now they're selling it. Oh, so I love something this. Something to think about. Okay. Good and to know. The love seat was mine that I just covered. It was an old thing. You know, I okay. just covered and kept it. And these actually came from a church, only $25. 
No joke, I got the yellow, the black, and two more black over there. Have you kept a budget, or do you just buy? You know what? Now? Initially, or I did. But I spent about, I'd say about three hundred dollars in furniture. If I had to add everything okay. up, three hundred dollars with all the little pull uh, drawers and the Goodwill stuff on the walls, right. and lamps about three hundred. I think my investment was mainly the paint. Okay, a little over maybe a hundred, close to two hundred dollars in paint. That's normal. I could do this to anybody's class for five hundred or less. Mm-hmm. I could do it. There's no joke. Okay, but remember, I hear a challenge. Yeah, I know. No, <laughs> you just have to give me six months. Piece. My garage looked like I was a hoarder. In fact, my okay. children were a little concerned. <laughs> the custodians. Nobody told me this though. That's the funny thing. When it was all done, my wonderful custodian Eddie, who helped me get all this done. Said I was really worried about you that you were and I thought are you on the kidding me? <laughs> My children, I, I knew what you I had wanted. A vision. I just yes. you can't. I had to get a moving truck to get it all out here. Okay, because I wanted it all done in one fell swoop. I okay. didn't want to do a little, but you have to acquire it a little at a time if you don't want to pay anything. Right, that's the key. Okay, is start Takes collecting time. now for okay. summer. Okay. It can okay. be done. It's it's not hard. And the wallpaper is not expensive. I honestly think it the wallpaper isn't. makes all the difference in the world. D- didn't it? Because it there's, work. there's another yep. teacher in, in, in our district, Amanda Sandoval. I don't know. Have yeah, you seen Amanda? Yeah. I haven't okay. seen her room, though. Well, she has wallpaper on certain sections. Mm-hmm. Other, I think it makes all the difference. Okay, so there's definitely some cost involved. But according to Christine, you don't have to break the bank. Correct. You just need time and patience to look for the deals. And a little creativity. Yes. So has learning really changed in her classroom? I don't think I've had any kids in here exhibit any stress. Like, I, you know how you can notice if they had a bad morning, bad right. night? I just don't see it. I don't mm. see it anymore. And it bugs me that I've only got a few years left till I retire. Mm. And I thought, why didn't I know this 20 years ago? But, <laughs> why didn't we do this 20 well, you're years spreading ago? Don't we word. always ask ourselves that, though? But, gee, this You know, you're like, why didn't I do this earlier? thing, though, when you think about it, it's like... Well, yeah, where would I want to learn at a desk for six hours or right. in a star? Well, I think the Starbucks would be best. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm so pleased to see that our district is embracing this instead of too. pushing back oh, against yeah. it. We do know that flexible seating is starting to spread across our district. Wait, how long did it take for her to totally transform her classroom? When did you decide to... Make this. this shift. It was the week after we got out of school last year. Okay. I went to Kayla Deltzer's convention, or it was in Palm Springs. It's called um, Happy Go Teach. Okay. I know you've heard I've her. heard of it, yes. Okay. It was just fun, PD. Like, just okay. things you can do in your room, flexible seating, technology, how you use technology. And she got up there and talked about the 21st century classroom mm-hmm. and how it should be like a Starbucks because of adults are more comfortable and relaxed in that environment. Why do we put children in a different environment? Mm. She was my inspiration. I knew all along I was going to do something with, you know, with couches and stuff like that, but that was the point where I really started to save up the furniture, you know, okay. over the, over the uh, course of the summer. And by the end of the summer, I was bringing it in and finishing it all up. Wow, so she did all of that in one summer? That's right, one summer. So for those educators who want to try flexible seating, where exactly should we start? Well, we did ask Christine our signature question. We have a segment called Tomorrow, This Week, This Month. And with so many changes um, occurring in 21st century education and learning, what can you give to teachers or families to try tomorrow, to try this week, and to try this month? As 
creating a new learning space? Well, I think firstly, I think one of the things I might suggest is how about ask the kids? If you were to design the perfect classroom, somewhere you want to come, somewhere that's comfortable, and think of all your favorite things at home, how would you design it? And actually let them come up with maybe some ideas and design. Start today. Start taking the legs off the desk. Bring in some pillows. Anybody mm-hmm. have any bean bags? Bring in some bean bags. So simple things. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, look into donating. Talk to the parents. Talk to the community. I know we have that donors choose. Mm-hmm. And I know money's a big part, you know, a big problem in um, acquiring things. But I think there are ways. Like, I got a lot of this stuff free. Mm-hmm. I had to be willing to paint and sand on my own and not buy it brand new. Just slowly start to acquire a, li- a piece at a time. And before you know it, by the time, six months, whatever comes around, you're going to have a full classroom ready to go. I think I would do it differently. If I were to do it again, I think I would ask the kids first what their favorite space would be. Mm -hmm. When you ask the kids, I think I'm always surprised by the answers they give. Mm -hmm. They think of things that I had never Never thought thought of of. and offer a whole new perspective. Oh, yeah. And and isn't that what it's all about there? Because this is their space. I think the main thing I have learned from this is if a learner can discover how they learn themselves, you're halfway there. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's that's huge. At 10 years old, Mm -hmm. I had a child come up and go, Ms. Richards, I realized something. That light over there bothers me, but this one doesn't. I mm-hmm. did not tell him that. I, he figured it out. And so all of a sudden now they know what works and what doesn't. When they go home, I'm hoping it carries into, I need to be out of the kitchen, mm-hmm. away from a TV, right. in a space with headphones on. Because right. it works for me at school. So isn't that what we want to teach them oh, to yeah. do? Is Because they're the ones that have to do the learning. Well, and I think, too, that in the world, if we're talking 21st century, the world of distractions and the trying to multitask, this myth of multitasking and things. And for our students, you've created a space where the distractions are so, I would say, minimal and, like, Mm -hmm. you can really focus and breathe and think, you know, and then, yeah, I can move myself here. I'm working with a group. I prefer this. You know what? I know as far as behaviors, like someone, maybe I can't work with someone is actually bothering me today. I will move myself and move myself. That's beautiful. And that choice is powerful. Yeah. Because then they're actually feeling like they're part of the learning process and you're not just telling them all the time. So I feel like it's more of a community rather than I'm in charge and you better listen to me. Mm -hmm. We're all in charge. And if you distract me, I'm not going to be able to do my job. And so we have to figure out how to make this work. Mm-hmm. That, for me, is, was huge, watching them learn how they learn. And I didn't teach them that either. They did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did it all on their own. She is amazing. Her classroom sounds like a place that I truly wish that I could have experienced when I was in school. And, you know, I think that's the goal, to learn in a place that both values the students' learning environments and gives them the opportunity to figure out how they learn best. So thanks, Kate, and thank you, Anne-Marie, for sharing part of your visit. You're welcome. Don't forget that we have a live video tour of her classroom on our Facebook page. And if you haven't watched it, stop, stop driving, stop walking, go watch it now. And we're calling on you, our listeners, to share pictures of your flexible seating classrooms. We do need some ideas. So post it on our Facebook page or tag us on Twitter at CNUSD EdChat. And as always, thank you for listening to another episode of CNUSD EdChat. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with another educator and a family member. And thank you always for your support. 
Want to hear your student or child on a future episode? We are looking for kids to record our next kids outro. Read from our script available at www.cnusd.k12.ca.us slash edchat. We even have a script for younger children. Just submit the audio file to our Google Drive folder. And we'll see you next time. Hi, my name is Dominique and I'm in first grade. If you would like to comment on the podcast, go to cnusd.k12.ca.us slash edchat and be sure to follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at cnusd edchat to let them know the topics you are interested in. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us out by leaving a five-star review. We greatly appreciate your support. This episode of CNUSD Ed Chat was written and produced by Kate Jackson, Ivy Yule Eldridge, Anne Marie Cortez, and me, Kim Kemmer, and edited by Ken Pucci. <laughs>